Dr. John R. Rice was born December 11, 1895 in Cook County, Texas. He went to be with his Lord December 29, 1980. One of his final sermons before going to heaven was preached right here. You're listening to it now, asking and receiving. Please turn to Matthew chapter 7, and we read verses 7, 8, and down through 11. Matthew chapter 7. Now, Lord, open our hearts as we come to the blessed word. Amen. Ask and shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and him that knocketh it shall be opened. Um, or um, he goes on to say, verses uh, 9 and 10, of what man is there of you? If his son ask bread, will he give him a stone? If he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Uh, if he then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them and ask him? What a wonderful word it is. Ask, and shall be given you. Seek, and shall find. Knock, and shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. And it said, God just is willing to give as a father gives bread to his children. He wouldn't give a stone. And if he wants a fish, he wouldn't give him a serpent. If he wants an egg, he wouldn't offer him a scorpion. And if you human beings, frail as you are, love your children and want them to have enough, uh, how much more your Heavenly Father give good things to them that ask him. Ask. I'm talking about asking and receiving. Asking and receiving. Isn't it a marvelous thing that God wants you to pray? Oh, ask for whatever you want. In Philippians 4, 6, and 7, be, not, be careful for nothing but in everything but prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Everything. In Psalm 37, 4, um, and uh, the Scripture says, uh, if you please the Lord, he said, you ask what you will. Ask what you will. Mark eleven twenty four. Um, wherefore I say unto you, what things for every desire when you pray, believe she receive them, you shall have them. In uh, John 15, 7, if you abide me and my words abide in you, shall ask what you will. Oh, ask whatever you want then. Ask whatever you want. Oh, if you don't want the right thing, keep on asking. God will help you to get right and want the right thing. It's a marvelous thing that God encourages us to pray. Not only encourages us, he bribes us to pray. He begs us to pray. He commands us to pray. He punishes us if we do not pray. And I suspect sometimes he gives you an automobile accident and rams your head through a windshield to get you to pray. Or he lets a boy go wild and get on dope and get arrested so you'll pray. A poor wild girl goes out in sin until her dad and mother learn to pray. God wants you to pray. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. Him that knocketh it shall be opened. A like verse is James 4, 2. You lust and have not, you kill and desire to have, and cannot obtain. You fight in war, yet you have not because you ask not. You don't have because you don't ask. Now, there's several great truths stand out in this passage. First of all, prayer in the Bible is asking. You'd better listen to that. I said, prayer is asking. Prayer is asking. Now, if you went to most of the seminaries, <laughs> and if it's a Baptist seminary, they probably use strong systematic theology, or um, uh, maybe Connors, Dr. Connor, my teacher in the seminary, or if it's a Presbyterian or non-denominational, maybe it'll be Hodges Systematic Theology, and they'll teach you prayer is adoration and praise and thanksgiving and confession and petition. Well, that's one-fifth right. That's pretty good for seminary, isn't it? Um, that's one-fifth right. The asking part, the petition 
second part is prayer. The rest of it goes with prayer, but prayer in the Bible is asking. In Colossians 4, 2, the Scripture said, um, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Prayer with thanksgiving. That's two different things, aren't they? If I said John went down with Bill, that's two fellows, you see. And prayer with thanksgiving, two separate things. So thanksgiving goes well with prayer. You ought to thank God a hundred times a day, but, but prayer is asking. In Daniel chapter 9, Daniel said, I prayed and made my confession. What would you do, Daniel? I did two things. I prayed and I made my confession. So confession goes with prayer, and praise goes with prayer, and thanksgiving goes with prayer. Oh, and you ought to praise him, your heart, thank me, thankful all the time, rejoice evermore. But prayer is asking, and you're not praying if you don't ask. Um, in these verses, isn't this true here? Asking shall be given you, prayer is asking. Seeking you shall find, that's another way of saying trying to get something from God, that's asking. Knocking it shall be opened unto you, that says, please open the door, may I come in? I'm saying prayer is asking in these verses. So it is in James 4, 2, you have not because you ask not. The Bible doesn't say you have not because you praise not, you have not because you confess not, you have not because you don't adore. No, prayer in the Bible is asking, and you're not praying if you don't ask. You know, it's a strange, sad thing about us human beings. We're a fallen, tainted race of people. It's easier to do wrong than it is to do right. It's easier to get the incidentals instead of the fundamentals, you know. It's easier to have the form of godliness than it is to, to have the power of godliness. It's easier to be a Pharisee than it is to be a fundamentalist. Did you know that? And so a lot of people turn out to be nuts instead of fundamentalists. No, you don't get the main thing. So prayer you put, go through a nice little rigmarole. Huh? You say, you come pray nice little prayers and tell God a lot of things. I guess God gets really educated hearing some people pray and so on. But you're not praying. You're not praying unless you ask. Prayer in the Bible is asking. All the great promises are about prayer are about asking. In, uh, let's see, in Psalm 15, verse 15, call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. Prayer is asking. Jeremiah 33, 3. And call upon me, and I'll show thee great and, and mighty things thou knowest not. Prayer is asking. In John 15, verse 13 and 14, and whatsoever shall ask in my name, that will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If he shall ask anything in my name, I'll do it. Prayer is asking. In John 15, 7, um, if you abide in me and my words abide, you shall ask what you will, shall be done. Prayer is asking. In John 16, verse 24, is it? He said, Hitherto you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. Prayer is asking. In Mark 11, 24, Wherefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe it, you receive them, and you shall have them. Prayer is asking, don't you see? In John, uh, Matthew 21, 22, all things whatsoever shall ask, believing, you shall receive. I'm just saying all the promises, every one of the promises about prayer are about asking. You're not praying unless you ask. That's why it's a good idea to make a list when you go to pray. And then better get a new list tomorrow because you ought to be sincere and honest about it. You better plan about it when you come to pray. You go plan, you go to the grocery store, don't you? Or you go to buy a suit, you make some plans, don't you? Well, why don't you give a little thought to this? You're not praying, you're playing the church. You're being a nice little uh, fundamental Pharisee if you put on a little show, you know, and talk a little sermonette and tell the people while you pretend to talking to God. No, prayer is asking. You're not praying if you don't ask. Uh, then why don't you say, I'm going to start asking God for things and ask what I want. Uh, there's some very foolish. Nearly every tomfool idea in the world got started by some preacher. And I heard a preacher say, oh, you ought not to come and pray. Say, Lord, give me this. Lord, give me this. Give me this. He said, that's selfish. Oh, no, you ought to do that. Yes, you ought to do that, too. 
The Lord said, when you pray to our Father which art in heaven, and if your heavenly Father knows what you need, that's not wrong to ask him. Won't you give her, ask for daily bread, ask for forgiveness for your sins, ask for deliverance from the evil one, and I want Jesus to come and set up his kingdom, uh, asking, prayer is asking. All the great examples of prayer in the Bible are about asking. Now yonder is old Eliezer. Abraham said, hey, uh, Eliezer, my boy Isaac, he's about old enough to get married. He's 40 years old now. I want you to go over to Payton Aram and get a bride for Isaac. Oh, good night. How am I going to know? And he said, uh, come on, take about 10 camels and you head the whole business here for me. Go ahead. And he went over there and he said, how am I going to know how to get the right girl? That's pretty serious business, isn't it? And he said, Lord, now I'm come all this long way and sitting out here and here's a city and how am I going to find? Lord, the right girl, I'm going to, uh, the first pretty girl comes along, looks like clean and decent and fine. I'm going to say, lady, will you give me a drink? And here came a beautiful girl along. And he says, uh, lady, I just came across that desert long way and I'm thirsty. Would you give me a drink? And she said, yes. And she uh, took her pot down and uh, down into the water and dipped it up and brought it in and gave it her. She said, and I'll draw water for all your camels too. They'll drink a barrel apiece, but she goes and dips it uh, bit by bit for them. And he said, that must be it. And it was. I'm just saying, um, the Lord said, Gideon, you mighty man of valor, you're going to deliver Israel. He said, if I'm mighty man of valor, I'm going to deliver Israel. Where are all those miracles our dad, our fathers told us about? He said, now, Lord, look here. I don't know about this. I'm going to put a fleece out in front of the door here tonight. Now, if you really mean this, I want that dew on that fleece and dry around it. Well, next morning, he wrung a whole bowl full of water out. Yeah, he said, I don't know, but maybe <laughs> that's just the way fleece is it. It cracks the deal, maybe. He said, now, Lord, let's do it the other way this time. Let the fleece be dry and let it be wet all around it. And so it was. All the prayers in the Bible were asking for things. Yonder's blind Bartimaeus for the roadside. Oh, son of David, have mercy. What do you want? Uh, they called him. And he said, what will that do to you? He said, Lord, I want my sight. All right, you receive your sight. And he followed Jesus in the way. Yonder's a poor leper comes and falls down before Jesus and said, Lord, if thou wilt, thou can make me clean. He said, all right, I will be clean. Uh, there's that Syrophoenician woman in Matthew 15. She said, Lord, have mercy, have mercy on me. What's the matter? My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil, and she wouldn't give up, and Jesus put her off and pretended after one and said, oh, woman, great is your faith. You can have what you want. You got her daughter healed. I'm just saying, you remember that them boy devil possessed that they brought to Jesus when he came down from the Mount of Transfiguration. What's going on, Jesus said? Well, the father said, my boy, the devil's in him and throws him in the water, and I fired, I kill him, and well, my child has been that way, and I brought him to the eleven disciples. I thought they could fix it, and they can't. Lord, if you can't do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And he says, you've got the if in the wrong place. If thou canst believe, all things are possible. Them that believe it, bring him to me. Oh, this faithless generation. And Jesus healed the boy. Now, prayer in the Bible is asking, and if you don't ask, you're not praying, you're pretending. And that leads me to another thing here, clearly, that any time a little sermonette and telling the Lord, Lord, we know this, and Lord, we know that, and being very pious, you know, and playing church, and so on, and run through a little rigmarole, well, then uh, that's not praying, that's hypocritical pretense. I was in a revival campaign up in Oklahoma, and um, we had a great cotton-bagging tabernacle and crowds. And on Saturday night, I preached, and a good pastor came out from the city where he lived, and he's going to preach tomorrow in his church. And half his people are going over here to hear me preach. And I thought, poor fellow, I ought to have him lead in prayer. And I called on him to lead in prayer. I'd preached with a broken heart. We'd had five lost men held a hand, wanted to be saved, play for me. And I asked him to pray, and the poor gave an invitation. He prayed around the world. Lord, we thank you for living in the land of the free and the home of the brave, where we can worship God. 
God, every man according to the dictates of his conscience. And thank you for a good sermon. Thank you for the lovely choir. And thank you for friends from old Silo's, Shiloh's church where he used to preach over here. And around and around he went. I do not remember that I thank God the sun rises in the east and sets in the west, but about that general. And when he got through a nice poration, he said, Now, Lord, when thou art done with us here on earth, give us a peaceful hour in which to die, and take us home to thyself in glory, and we'll give thee the praises through the ages upon ages of eternity. Amen and amen. And sat down and prayed around the world, so-called praying. Here are five lost men held a hand for prayer, and I preached my heart out, and he didn't give a hoot about that, and people going to hell is him making a little speech to the people. And I, I felt so heart sick, and I asked God to forgive me, and said, I'll do my own praying from now on. Now, you listen to me. All this pretending, putting on a show, when you pretend to pray is hypocrisy, and that doesn't please God. You know that? Well, you start out now, Lord, first thing, of course, you've got to thank God for Jesus Christ because you, you're a good, all the way fundamental Pharisees pray that way, you know. And you go on, Lord, you tell Lord to know this, Lord to know that. Boy, you get him educated and then, and so, and then, and close. You're not praying, you're just playing church. You're making a nice little speech. I was in Decatur, <laughs> Illinois, in a revival, and preached on prayer, and a nice, um, and our secretary, pastor of an, a secretary of pastor of another church said to me, she said, um, I've already dictated, my pastor dictated, I've already typed out the Sunday morning prayers through next March. This was in October. So six months ahead of time, he had dictated and she'd typed out his Sunday morning prayers and they were stacked on his desk. He'd go by and pick up the one on top. When he, and when the people shut their eyes, he'd read it and so on. You suppose he ever went home and said, Well, I forgot my prayer answered this morning. Oh, no, he wasn't getting anything answered. He wasn't praying. That's part of his job. A preacher's supposed to put on a nice little prayer, you know, and so on. Um, listen, I was in uh, Shamrock, Texas, and my older daughter was four, four or five years old. And I was returning thanks at the table, and I got about half through, and she said, Amen, Amen. Oh, my girl's extra smart. And uh, so that night, however, I was returning thanks at the table. And again, came on, same one, always same prayer. And got about halfway through, and she began to say, Amen, Amen. And I thought, now look here, poor old child, what's coming next? Yeah. Now, the truth is, I can, I can make a nice prayer. I was a college English teacher. I don't think the Lord too much impressed with English teachers and pretty prayers, uh, but my spiritual face was red. I had a pretty little performance and no substance and had the ceremonial part. You know, a sad part about us, we have a tendency to have the form without the substance and the form of godliness without the power. You know that? A preacher was preaching a funeral sermon, uh, Dr. Falwell, and uh, so there's a family out in front here, and here's a casket before him. And he said, my beloved brethren, this is not Jim Smith here in the casket, this is only the shell, the nut is gone. Well, <laughs> and, and so we lose the nut and keep the shell, you keep the form and ceremony and pretty words in the world going to hell, you don't pray, you don't get anything, you play in church. Pharisee, hypocrite, putting on a show. I was in a revival meeting in Cost City, Oklahoma, and uh, we had one morning and said, everybody, and nothing but praying. Two hours of spending prayer, and that tent was full of people. And one man prayed. He called it praying. Lord, remember as you said in Second Peter 3, 9, so-and-so, and Lord, you said so-and-so. Oh, he quoted scripture after scripture, and in every case he gave the Lord the reference, so the Lord would look it up and see for sure. And um, <laughs> after the service was over, I called him aside, and I said, uh, I notice in all those scriptures you quoted this morning, 
you gave the reference, so I don't you suppose God knew where those were? Yes, he said, God did, but the people didn't. I said, who are you talking to anyhow? And I thought he'd pretend he's talking to God, but he didn't. He said, I was talking to the people. He said, you got a chance at him every time you get the pulpit. The only chance I have is when I pray. Well, I said, I'll tell you what you do. Uh, you rent your big tent like this and build you a lot of seats and print 10,000 handbills and go out and give them from house to house and make a deposit for the lights and get your advertising and get your meeting. And then you get up and be a hypocrite before them and pretend to be praying all you want to. But I said, don't you ever open your chops in my meeting again or I'll brand you as a hypocrite publicly. Now, Dr. Powell's a nicer man than I am. He wouldn't do that, but I would. Now, you listen to me, all this pretending and putting on the dog and pretend to pray, and that's hypocrisy. That's wrong. That's wrong. You know that? Oh, that's not, not the way to get things from God. Uh, people, when you, when you pretend and say nice things. I was in a revival campaign. The pastor said, uh, Sister so-and-so is very able in prayer, Brother Rice, if you want to have her lead in prayer. And I, I didn't. Uh, God delivered me from all these folks so able in prayer. Oh, they sprinkle stardust and tickle the feet of the angels and pray around the world. They're not praying. They're preaching teeth and talking to the people. And that's not what God wants. Uh, let me tell you, uh, you really think that's the way to get things with God? Try it on a groceryman. Go down to the grocery store. Oh, tomorrow, I guess not. And so you lovely groceryman with your hair parted in the middle and a pencil over your left ear and a, you, and a white jacket on. We come to you this beautiful Monday morning to find some contestables for our groaning board. Oh, you have to use some big words. And, uh, and he'll say, excuse me, lady, you feel all right? Or maybe he'd say, you want to buy anything? I'm busy. Now, if that's not the way to buy groceries, it's not the way to get things from God either. You know that? You know, old Peter, Simon Peter, that poor guy didn't know how to pray. No, uh, they had to fed the 5,000. Jesus stood and went up on the mountain to pray. The disciples rode in the boat across the lake trying to get the best seat, and the wind was against them until 3 o'clock in the morning, the fourth watch, and, and Jesus came walking to them on the water. Oh, they said, it's a ghost, it's a spirit. No, Jesus said, it's not a spirit, it's I, don't be afraid. Well, Peter said, Lord, if it's you, let me walk to you on the water. The Lord said, all right, come on. So old Peter stepped out there on the water. <laughs> Hey, look at me. Good night. What am I doing out here? Hey, about to sink. And uh, if he'd prayed like you did, oh, we come to you this beautiful moonlit night, and so and so and so and so, glub, 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 is on sun. <laughs> no, but I'm saying that poor guy, he didn't know how to pray. He didn't quote the Westminster Catechism, you know, the Apostles' Creed, and Lord, we know this. He didn't say anything. He said, Lord, save me. Now, everybody knows that's no way to pray, unless you want to keep them drowning, you know. <laughs> uh, now, listen, don't you see God wants a certain sincere directness when you pray, come to ask things from God. Come and ask things from God. That's right. That leads me to say another thing. That's what's wrong with having organ during prayer. Oh, but one pastor said, Brother, I said, lends a reverent atmosphere. Well, I know you're reverent, but you're talking about a sensual matter of enjoyment of the senses has nothing to do with spiritual life. Do you know a lost man might like good music or nature? You mean exactly the same as a lost man said, Oh, I can worship God just good out on the creek and lake and put my hook in, you know, and, and uh, under the tree and light my pipe, and I worship God out there just as good as in church. He's talking about just what you're talking about, a sensual enjoyment has nothing to do with God. See that? That's right. Um, organ during prayer. You say, well, Brother Isa, it makes us feel good. You're still talking about impressing people, not God. 
and you're pretending to be talking to God when you pray. Does anybody here think you're more likely to get a prayer answer if the organ is praying nicely, huh? Do you think so? Well, if so, let's have a tap dancer and a brass band and do it good, and I bet heaven be impressed with that. No, no. Um, I'm talking about a certain sincere directness to come to ask things from God and get things from God. You know that? Uh, I'm talking about prayer, asking and receiving. You see, sincere prayer. You say, well, the Bible doesn't say anything against having an organ during prayer, does it? Oh, I'm glad you asked me. Yes, it does. In the sixth chapter of Matthew, the Lord said, When thou doest thine alms, do not do thine alms before men, to be seen of men, or the others have no reward. Don't be like the hypocrites, he said. Stand on the corner, blow a trumpet, Well, you do your alms to poor people. No, let your right hand don't know what your left hand does, he said. Your father, who sees and seeks, rewards you. And said, When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. Watch that word. Jesus put it in there again. Hypocrite? Yeah. For they love to pray, standing on the street corners in the synagogues, you know, to be seen of men. And they already got their reward. The people see them, and they're not going to get anything from God. And then he gives a model of the Lord's Prayer and said, When you fast, don't be like a hypocrite. He said that again. Who's a hypocrite? Well, pretend to be talking to God, but he's doing it for men. He's making an impression, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, when you want to fast, well, comb your hair and brush your, uh, uh, you know, clean up and dress up nice. You don't have to be fasting to please men. Uh, you know, what's the matter? I'm fasting today. No, you're just putting on a show for people, Pharisee. Hippo hypocrite. The Lord said hypocrite. That's what he said. So then, when you pray, ask. Now, here the scripture said, For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and him that knocketh shall be opened. You mean everyone that asketh? Yeah. I wonder, did you ever ask anything didn't get it? Now, that's not quite a fair question because the word ask here, um, in English, ASK means ask one time, ask every day, ask a thousand times, never mind, just spelled one way. But in this Greek part, Dr. Tom Malone says, I know a little Greek and a little Hebrew. A little Greek runs a restaurant, a little Hebrew runs a clothing store. Well, so I know a little Greek. And in the Greek, if it's spelled one way, it's the aorist tense and means one time or punctilia the first time, one time. You spell it another way, and it is the present tense and continued action, and that's the way it is here. So what the Lord's really saying, for everyone keeps on asking, receive, everyone keeps on seeking, find, everyone keeps on knocking, the door will be open. Oh, then asking means, that means all, that means all requirements. You say, Brother, I should suppose have faith. Yeah, that's fine if you got faith. But uh, how many ever prayed for something, and you got it, and you're surprised? Let's see your hand. Come on. I'm afraid for something, you got it, and you're surprised. Yeah. Well, you didn't have so much faith. The Lord must love you anyhow, then. Yeah, God loves his children. That's right. In Acts chapter 12, they prayed Peter out of jail. They came knocking on the door. They thought it was a ghost. They didn't believe him. They didn't have much faith, but they prayed, and they got it, didn't they? It's good to have faith. Uh, listen, if you've got faith enough to ask, that's one thing. That's some faith just to ask, isn't it? Go ahead. And, and if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you <laughs> and a wheelbarrow full of doubts, you can have mountains cast into the sea. All right, so keep on praying then. Keep on praying. Keep on praying. Everyone that asks, receive. You say, Brother Ryan, but you're supposed to ask in Jesus' name. Not always. If the Lord Jesus sent you and signed an order, it's all right for you to say, Jesus ordered this. But Jesus said, you know, everyone for whatsoever shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If he shall ask anything in my name, I'll do it. Now listen, anytime you say a prayer 
and you add a nice little rigmarole like all of us good fundamental Pharisees do and say this we ask in Jesus name and for his precious sake and so on oh you're pious I say every time you do that and then you don't get it you were lying about it because he plainly promised didn't he that everyone he said whatsoever shall ask in my name that'll do that means you say it a lot of time when it isn't so what do you mean asking his name that means if Jesus ordered it my secretary has been me many years 42 years she handles my checkbook we have an agreement with the bank she signs my checks but she signs checks only for the things I approve she signs my checks only for what I order Anytime she goes around and says, well, be brother, I like this, I'll spend this. No, no, she won't. Or she'd, she wouldn't be signing my checks anymore. Now, now, what right have you to go around and order things in Jesus' name unless you know? Well, you see, he wants people to say, yes, I know he does, but you're making that up. If, if you ask it and don't receive it, then you weren't asking his name. Because if you really come, Father, I don't care about this myself, but your, your son Jesus wants it. And God the Father says, my boy Jesus can have anything he wants. I'll be sure you're asking. No, it's all right. In the model prayer, does the Lord say, always close your prayer with these pious fundamental words that you're asking in Jesus' name? No, he didn't say that. So that must mean that that's not the usual way to pray. That's an extra way to pray when the Lord especially authorizes it. See that? All right. So keep on praying. And thank God you can keep on praying and get the answer. Uh, Isaiah 40, he giveth power to the faint. Them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utter to fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, and mount up with the wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Why don't you come and ask God and wait on God and plead with God and get things from God? Prayer is asking. And the answer to prayer is having. And you please God by praying for everything you want. And if you can, and if your wanting's wrong, ask God to change your water and you change your prayer. But keep on praying. Thank you. It's so nice to be here, Brother Falwell. God bless you.